that, what we just saw is a video of a uh, Barefoot Mile, which is an awareness event that Joy International puts on across the country. Uh, they're here today. They're going to talk to us. We're going to find out a little bit about um, who they are, what they do, and why, um, and what we can do to help them out. So it's, uh, it's going to be a great day. But before we really dive into everything, um, just in case you guys aren't familiar with, uh, with Colorado Life Church or with the idea of Scatter Church, uh, what we do is see, we believe at CLC, we believe that church is more than sermons and songs. We believe it's a group of people and not just a group of people, but a group of people that can and are called to change the world. Uh, and so to, to pursue that, to chase after that, we've set aside the last Sunday of every month to do what we call scatter church. A lot of times this will look like us putting on work gloves, going out into our community. Um, we just find things that need doing and do them. Um, sometimes, see, we believe, too, that our, uh, our, our impact, our reach, really extends beyond just Evergreen or, or the Denver metro area. We believe we have a global reach, a global impact. And we want to make sure we're aware of that and we use it well. So sometimes instead of putting on the, uh, the work gloves, we, we say we put on boxing gloves. And we stare something evil in the face and take a swing at it. Um, that's what we're here to do today. As a church, we picked up the cause of fighting modern slavery. Uh, it's a global epidemic. It's more slaves in the world today than there ever have been in history. And we, these people here in this room, we actually have the ability to make a tangible, measurable, positive impact um, in the lives of these people across the world. Um, we, can, we can free them. We can it's just cool, man. Um, so we, we've, we've picked up that cause. We want to fight modern slavery. And today we're talking about a very specific aspect of it, and that's um, sexual slavery. There's women and girls across the world um, trapped in, in brothels, tra trapped in lives of prostitution. And um, again, we believe we can help free those women. We can help free those girls, and that's what Joy International does. We're going to talk, or we're going to hear from them, um, again, about specifically what we can do to help that. Um, and before I introduce our, our guest speaker today, um, if I could have a show of hands, did any of you guys when you were younger, like, want to grow up to be Robin Hood, or like a knight? Anybody? A couple of you, all men, awesome. <laughs> um, so that's cool, so like, so did I, y'all. Um, that was just, that was always a dream of mine. There's little bit of me that's kind of disappointed that all I grew up to be was a drummer. Um, but uh, our, our speaker today is a man who did grow up um, to be a knight. He grew up to be a warrior for, for women, for girls trapped in sexual slavery. Not only has he walked barefoot for eight years in order to just bring awareness to, to start a conversation with people about this problem, he's, he's um, helped organize dozens of those barefoot miles that we saw on the screen. Um, and he's also, guys, he's been on the front lines. He's been able to look these girls in the eyes and say, hey, you are worth fighting for, and I'm here to fight for you. Um, I don't usually like to ask for applause in church, but this is a man that really, truly does deserve our applause. Please give it up for Dr. Jeff Brodsky. Thanks, Jake. Well, hi, everybody. How are you? That was horrible. How are you? That's better, much better. Well, I'm, I'm honored to be here. I'm really honored to be here. Um, I'm always blessed when I have an opportunity to share my heart and uh, the work 
that I do around the world. Uh, my organization joined, and the presentation I'm going to do today is uh, more G-rated. Um, even if there's one child in the audience, I change my whole presentation. I'm extremely sensitive when there's children in the audience because of the subject matter. You that are adults will be able to read between the lines of some of the things that I'm going to share. Um, so I don't have to say anything more about that. But let's get rolling because I don't have a lot of time. Uh, those two beauties up there, Emma and Leah, Emma on the left, Leah on the right, uh, 13 and 11, those are two of my granddaughters. I always start with those up there because it reminds me of uh, children that I rescue all over the world from brothels. I don't have to explain to you that are adults what happens in those brothels and how girls are used there and what they're used for, having to service 10 to 15, up to 20 men a day. Uh, my organization, Joy International, I started it 37, September will be 38 years ago. I know I don't look that old. Um, but uh, we rescue girls that are forced into that trade. Uh, and especially children. When I say children, we have rescued children um, <laughs> as young as four. Um, <coughs> there is no worse crime perpetrated against a child since the dawn of creation. Nobody can convince me of it, not when you've held some of these children in your arms, um, capturing their tears. Um, and that's what I do. Uh, you'll see how successful we've been. Oh, this I have on there because I personally forget that I'm barefoot. When you've been barefoot for 2,000, for 3,233 days, you just don't, you're barefoot. I mean, that's my life. Um, didn't start out that way. Uh, well, yes, it did. When I came out of the womb, I was barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but July 19th, 2010, um, I was at a garbage dump, that the garbage dump, right there. Um, we were feeding children that were at high risk. They live in the garbage dump because that's where the fresh food is. And they're at high risk of being snatched by predators and sold into the brothels. Uh, we were feeding oh, probably about uh, 15 to 20 children who you could see they were all barefoot. And when I went to my hotel room that night, um, I had a conversation with God. When you do the work I do, you talk with God all the time. And I felt that he was impressing on me to go to live barefoot for one year in solidarity with these children, impoverished and trafficked children all over the world. And when I first heard that, I thought, wait, what? what? I live at 9,000 feet elevation. What would I do in the winter? And what would my wife think? My wife is here today. It's rare when she gets to travel with me, so I'm blessed that we're here in Colorado. Um, but my wife, Gail, is here with me today. And she, of course, thought I was a lunatic. Everybody did. But she knows that when I hear from God, I'm going to be obedient. I'm barefoot out of one word, obedience. Because I believe, doesn't matter what anybody else believes, I believe that God asked me to. And I said yes. I thought it was going to be for one year. And on the one-year anniversary, I couldn't put those socks on. And this is what I heard. Um, that still, small voice speaking to me, saying, keep going. Those children are still out there. And I made a decision that as long as my going barefoot would motivate even one person a year to action in a way that could help me to rescue even one more child a year, 
I would go barefoot for the rest of my life. I did not go barefoot to start doing fundraisers or these barefoot miles. That was started by a youth group out of a little town in Ohio, and from there it's now happening all over the world. It's incredible. All right, so why do I do this work? The least of these. That's the title of my book. <coughs> I have two books. Uh, one came out last year, The Least of These, for adults. And this one is for children. Um, and it's being recognized uh, all over the country now as one of the first books that teaches children um, about modern-day slavery in a way that they would understand. And it's based on a live presentation I did at an elementary school here in Colorado. Um, but the least of these, um, I searched for years. Um, when I first became a Christian, I'm a Messianic Jew. And when I first accepted Jesus as my Messiah, the least of these leapt out at me. And I thought, who's that? Why couldn't you be more specific? And I did a search, and I found years ago, it's been probably about 15 years ago now, that, because um, we were just rescuing orphaned and abandoned children from the streets, but when I learned of the plight of uh, children that were forced into this trade, um, that was it. I came to the realization that you can't get any lower than what these children are forced to do. Jesus came to set the captives free. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed and captives free. This actually happens. That was actually in the Philippines. I'm going to go through these rather quickly. These are just a few rescues just from the past year. All of those girls were under 15 years old. There's five of them there. Same thing here. This girl here, the one in the white, her name is Toha. Remember her. I'm going to share a story about Toha later, Toha later. She now works with the rescue teams. She was rescued. Twelve girls rescued here, five of them minors. This girl was only 12 years old. You'll notice that she's barefoot. The brothel owners, when the girls come to the brothel, they take away their shoes, sandals, whatever they have. They want them barefoot to make it more difficult for them to run. This girl was only five years old. But those are just some of the children. Why is child and human trafficking the fastest growing crime in the world today, including America? Demand is increasing, it's difficult to prosecute, very lucrative. Organized crime and gangs see it as a better commodity than drugs. Drugs uh, <coughs> are the number one uh, crime in the world today, profitable ones. The um, trafficking of children, teens, and young women, slavery, modern-day slavery, will pass that. And here's why. If this were a drug and I were a drug dealer, I go to my, my customer comes to me, you look like a drug uh, addict. <laughs> my, my customer comes to me, says, Jeff, I need some drugs. So I go to my supplier. You look like a drug supplier. Um, <laughs> and I say, I need a drug. So, drug, so they, you sell me the drugs. I pay you for it. I mark up this drug one time, sell it to my customer. I'll never make another dollar off of it. But if it's a 12, 13, 15, 16, 18-year-old girl, I could rent her out, you know what that means, 10 to 15 times 
a day, seven days a week. Her lifespan will be an average of five to seven years before she dies of disease, suicide, or whatever would take her life. Um, and then when she's gone, I just go out and get another one. And I have to pay for the drug. The girl I can get for free. That's a whole seminar that I do just on that, um, on how they recruit girls. Um, what about America? Two to 300,000 trafficked children here in America and growing. The greatest form of prevention, and by the way, I normally have about 120 some odd slides that I go through. I have, I think, about 30 this morning uh, because I had to really cut it down. So I'm showing you most of the highlights. Um, this is about the anti-trafficking units that we now, tr I used to go undercover myself. I would go deep undercover um, into the brothels, into karaoke bars, which are brothels, um, the KTVs, uh, searching for the youngest children, always working with the police. Well, we found a better way was to actually train anti-human trafficking police units. The unit that we started training six years ago in uh, Cambodia, I'll show you what's happened. This is Robert. I don't travel without him. Uh, when I go outside of the state, <coughs> Robert's my trainer. Those two men on each side of the, uh, the one next to Robert and the one next to me, 30-year combat veteran with the Army, eight-year uh, Special Forces veteran uh, with the Marines. They're, they're part of our uh, training team. And you can see we do police tactical operations and firearm trainings. Here they're actually learning how to put on handcuffs. And you can see, the <laughs> you can see their hands are taped because that's, this is de definitely the second day because their, <laughs> their wrists are raw after the first day. And we actually buy them the handcuffs, we buy their mace, batons, their whole unit. Their whole outfit is purchased by Giant Dram Shop. Graduation day. Have we been successful? Everything that I was hoping to learn about an organization fighting this evil, um, I found with Don and Bridget and with Aaron. And that started this partnership that has been going on for a number of years, which has resulted in over a thousand rescues already. And Joy International, who have done six police trainings, training anti-human trafficking and juvenile protection police throughout Cambodia, and tactical operations and firearms training, um, as well as our SWAT team. And they've also um, donated to individual cases that we've done. The use of numbers, this isn't a statistic. These are a thousand lives that have been transformed. These were a thousand lives that were in some of the most brutal, difficult situations and now they have an opportunity to live a life that's completely different. Joy International came alongside of us and helped do training. They've done multiple trainings with the Cambodian National Police and our SWAT team that has resulted in a real professionalism that leads to the success. But not only that, they've helped fund the raids themselves. And that's critical for us to be successful. One of the biggest uh, factors in prevention is the arrest, prosecution, conviction, and imprisonment of the perpetrators. 
So when I saw that this was what was happening with AIM, I said, this is the kind of organization that I want to partner with. We've been partners ever since. That's the safe house. These are just a, two of the girls that have been rescued. And so this, they put this together, AIM, our partners in Cambodia, um, thanking us because we, we reached 1,000 rescues uh, since we started working with them this year, which really was phenomenal. Okay, 22, the story of Toha. Also, you'll notice on my wrist here, I have this bracelet, which was actually made by Toha, uh, with the number 22. When, uh, okay, I have to think if I can share this. When uh, Toha was 15, uh, she was sold into a brothel by her parents. It took our team, once we were uh, told about it, 22 days, which was that day from a friend of hers, uh, and it took our team 22 days to rescue her. In those 22 days, she was um, ravaged, had to service um, 198 men. So the 22 reminds me that Every second counts. Every moment matters. Um, and this is what, it's what keeps me going every day. As I showed you the photo of her, oh wait, that's her. Um, she's now, in, it's incredible, she just got engaged this year to a wonderful Christian man. And uh, she now works with the rescue teams. Uh, just incredible. I attended the funeral of a, a girl that died of AIDS. Um, what if she was, she was also 19, and she was also sold when she was 15. What if she was rescued just one person before the one that gave her AIDS? Still be alive today. So again, every moment matters. Police training in Cambodia costs Journal International between, one training costs us between 12 to $15,000. That's what the funds for the barefoot, barefoot miles and the things that we do, the support we, that we receive, that's one of the things that it goes for. There's uh, Toha leading 100 men. Uh, it's not just women, it's men too. But these 100 men were actually um, forced to be slaves on fishing boats in Somalia from Cambodia. They were shipped to Somalia, uh, rescued. Our newest project is Belize. Um, it took me two years working, trying to convince the government there that if they would allow, because trafficking in the Caribbean and Central America is a nightmare. Um, I can't share the story, it's just too graphic, especially with children here, um, of what happens to some of these girls uh, if they don't obey. Uh, they, they literally live in fear because the traffickers know when they own the girl here, when they own their mind, they control their body. Um, and it finally went through uh, with the government where this was just several months ago where I did a presentation with Robert showing them what we can accomplish if they would allow us to put together this anti-human trafficking uh, task force. So I'll be going there, uh, was it two weeks? Yeah, in two more weeks, uh, I'll be going there. As a matter of fact, 
think it's two weeks from today. This was the, the uh, group that we first uh, started uh, working with in uh, Belize. This is a safe house that we're trying to get built there. If anybody wants to write a check for $350,000, we would be happy to put your name on that building. <laughs> It'll house 80 girls, because uh, once the girls are rescued, they have to have a quality place to go where six, things, six areas are met. These six areas must be met for them to go on to lead productive lives. Um, the physical healing, which will happen because the beatings will stop. Physical, emotional, psychological, educational, or vocational, depending on their age. You don't care about the vocational training of a 10-year-old um, or the educational training of a 25-year-old. Um, it depends on their age and what some of their desires are. We've had girls that have gone on to become lawyers. Uh, we've had some that have gone on to become nurses. Um, they've gone on to start businesses, all sorts of things like that. It's just wonderful. Um, and then the sixth thing, spiritual. What's the number one answer to fighting this evil in our world today? You, all of us, working together. Einstein said the world is a dangerous place to live, not because of the people who are evil, but because of the people who do nothing about it. Awareness, when I walk into this building, I pray the same prayer that I pray every time I speak. I say, Father, use me as your voice today to motivate even one, just one person to action in a way that would help, help me to rescue even one more girl. Awareness is good, but awareness without action is apathy. It's the theme of my, my book. If I make you aware of something and you choose to do nothing about it, what have I accomplished? Nothing. Here are simple ways that you can join us in this fight. One is the Barefoot Mile. Uh, by the way, if there's any golfers here, I have a golf tournament that's next Saturday. If you want information on that, see me after and I'll share it with you. It's at Raccoon Creek Golf Course. Walter Davis, former forward for the uh, Denver Nuggets that will be playing. Now dozens of children are safe after they were rescued. 82 children across the nation were rescued. I remember saying to my wife that, Gail, as long as my being barefoot will motivate even one person a year to action in a way that would help me to rescue even one more child, I'll go barefoot the rest of my life. A man accused of trying to sell his four-year-old daughter on Craigslist. Police arrested a total of six people tonight. We no longer can sit by and ignore the truth about what's happening. New at 5, a longtime soccer coach is now in custody tonight. An Anchorage man is charged with trafficking women around the state. The Barefoot Mile is growing in a way that I never expected it to. On July 19, 2010, when I when I first uh, decided to go barefoot in solidarity with uh, impoverished and trafficked children. I, I had no thought of it being used as a fundraiser. Um, it was that small church youth group in Coshocton, Ohio that started it. 
and from there it's just grown. And I remember just standing on the ledge there getting ready to speak and watching the crowd gather and I was fighting back the tears because to see that whole um, town square begin to fill up with people taking off their shoes. I cannot tell you what it feels like to know that I'm not alone. Um, it's when we join forces and work together and put our funds together to fight this. That's how uh, we see success. Awareness is good, but awareness without action is apathy. If I make you aware of something and you don't do anything about it, wh what have I accomplished? When I speak, I speak to hopefully motivate people to action in a way that will help to set another child free. By getting involved with the Barefoot Mile, you can literally help set another child free with every step you take. Thank you. love to have you as a part of that. I have to finish with, with uh, Braylynn. Braylynn in this photo is eight years old. She's 10 years old now. Uh, when she first heard about the work that I did from her parents in a way that a child could understand, uh, the dedication in my uh, children's book is to her, um, she Googled peanut butter flavored dog biscuits. She baked them. She bagged them. And the first year, when she was eight years old, she raised $1,200. The second year, um, last year, she raised $1,500. This year, I think it was $1,800. Um, but that's Braylon, and she's now 10 years old. Uh, just a, a zealot in uh, fighting uh, child trafficking, child slavery. Mountain Area Barefoot Mile in Evergreen, Saturday, June 22nd. This is the most beautiful sound on earth to Jeff Brodsky. There's no greater sound than this. <laughs> Children shouldn't be screaming in pain. They should be doing that. Thanks, Jeff. You're going to get a chance, uh, he'll, he'll be here, and, and as soon as we're done here, I'm going to wrap up here, and, and you get a chance if you want to ask him any questions, um, if you want to just talk with him. Um, he's got his books back there, $15 for, for either the, the his book or the kid's book. Um, well, they're both his, but um, you know what I mean, and then 25 for both if you want to purchase them. Um, this is, I mean, today was a really, really cool opportunity, and... Um, as, as if you've been a part of CLC, you know that, that this is our heart. This is, we, we want to fight this. And it's just such a joy to have you, Jeff, to, to be able to look somebody in the eye who's looked this evil in the eye and, and done something about it. Um, we've discussed this in the past couple months, but if, if you look at any abolition movement in the past, 
there's been similar components to it. There's, there's always, of course, people on the front lines who are willing to risk it, and they're, they're going out there, they're, they're, they're speaking against it, they're, they're giving every ounce of their effort in their lives towards the cause, right? There, there's, those, there's always the front lines. But every, mo every movement has, behind those people, thousands, nay, millions of people who are willing to, to change their lives, willing to speak up, make lifestyle changes. We've talked about that. Our consumer habits make, have an impact on these kind of things. And then, of course, people who are willing to give money to fund people on the front lines. And um, one of the hard things, one of the difficult things about something, when you see something so vicious, so atrocious, it feels weird to just do something like just give money, and it doesn't feel like that's enough. And, and maybe it's not. Maybe we need to do more. But at the very least, I, I guess what I want us to see today is there, there, we, we support organizations like Joy. We're partnered with organizations like International Justice Mission, which we've talked about with you before. And there's just no substitute for writing checks to these organizations because they know where people are in slavery. They know how to get them out. A lot of times it's the resources. Am I right, Jeff, in saying it's the resources that, that, they ha that are sh they're short on? They're not short on the intel. They're not on short on people to save. They're short on cash. And so um, what I want us to see is, is as we go towards this, as we take as a church steps towards fighting this, we will get more involved and we will find more visceral, visceral, maybe even more physical ways that we can get involved. But in the meantime, we cannot belittle our, our role in being able to raise money and resources. That is fighting. And as long as we um, belittle it, as long as we succumb to the, the, that, I, that feeling of being overwhelmed and being helpless and what can I do, that, that's BS. We can do a lot because of men like him. We can stand behind men like him and, and just and get them everything that they need, as much as they need to go and save. We need, we need to, to step into our role, and it is a support role, but there's no substitute for it. Otherwise, people can't be on the front lines. Now, in, in, in short, I feel like it's something that, honestly, we just need to get over as a culture. Like, oh, what can I do? You can do a lot. Your money is worth a lot. The influence that you have with other people to bring awareness to these issues and then get them to come to events and, and write checks, that's a lot. And so um, you're going to hear me harping on that in the future because it's, it's something like, like without, without us mobilizing, this movement doesn't happen. These things don't happen. But when we do, and we, if we look at history, you look at abolitionist movements in history, when people got together, when the common everyday folks like you and me got together and did something, they changed the collective culture and the collective consciousness of, of groups, of towns, of nations, and even the world. Um, so, with that said, here's what you can do. You can, um, today I want you to consider maybe um, giving, going, or getting. Everybody say give. So, June 22nd, some of you already know you're out of town, you can't come to it. You can write a check today, you can go, you can go online and donate, uh, just, just donate to the Barefoot Mile. 
as part of the cause. We've set a goal. Uh, there's a team of us that have set a goal for $30,000, so you can give towards that. Um, and you can just write a check, and that can be your contribution. Um, you can also go. You can sign up for the, on June 22nd to walk in the Barefoot Mile. There's two ways you can do that, and all of this is online. And we've got information that will take you to the website. Um, it's, it's a really streamlined process to sign up. Um, but you can, you can either register as an individual or as your, fam your family as, 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 as an individual, or you can create a team. Like, say, one of the things you could do, um, this is really cool. Um, I'll share this story. The Evergreen, um, what, where, where do you get coffee, Mike? Espresso, uh, Espresso Evergreen, that little hut uh, outside next to, next to Wendy's. Um, they, they um, Jeff was written up in the Canyon Courier one day. They were reading that newspaper, and you came in to get coffee. They're like, are you this guy? You know, like that. And they showed up to one of his events last month that, that our team put on, and um, and they're, they're doing a whole team for the Evergreen Espresso, and they're, they're, they're getting people to walk the Barefoot Mile. If you want to create a team of people with your work, with your friends, with a life group, do that, and you can set a goal of how much you want to raise, um, and you can do it that way. You can set a goal just as your family is how much you raise. Let me give you a couple handles. And Jeff, I hope this is okay for me to share, but I, last time he spoke, I heard him speak. He shared that around, for around $2,500, um, that, that's about the average cost to save a girl, to get a girl out of a brothel. Imagine if it was your daughter, your child, how quickly you'd shell that out to save her. What if you set that as a goal for your fundraising, for your team or for your family? That's what the down, we've decided that's, that's our goal. Is for 25, we want to raise $2,500 to save a girl. Or maybe you get together with another family, the, the, your two families set that as a goal. Another uh, marker, he mentioned that for twelve to $15,000, that'll train about 15 um, policemen. So for about $1,000, Joy can train a policeman to go and do these raids to, 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 um, to free girls. That's another handle that can, you can use. 